the Sermons Podcast for Ottawa Baptist Church. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this week's message. In October of 2016, I was just out in the yard doing the lawns, trimming the hedges, all that kind of stuff. And I took out the weed eater and I wasn't wearing protective eyewear. And in a moment's notice, something had flown into my face, into my right eye. And the natural instinct is to reach towards the eye and to take out whatever object might have flown in there. And as I pulled the object out, I realized that it had gone deeper than originally imagined. And I sat there and my vision was a little bit blurry. I wear contact lenses, so my eyes were watery and I thought, oh, maybe I just damaged the contact lens. And so I went into the house and I started examining the eye and I couldn't figure out why my vision was so funny until I covered my left eye and everything was black. I was completely blind in my right eye. I still remember that sickening feeling as I thought, what have I done? There was panic and terror and worry and all of this was mixed together. I immediately went to Silverdale Medical Center and after just a brief observation there, they sent me to Green Lane Clinic and there I waited the next morning to have emergency surgery to see if they could save the eye. It didn't look like the outcome was going to be favorable. They thought that I was going to lose the eye, but thank God that there were some pretty amazing physicians and surgeons on call. The next morning I went in for the first surgery and I was bandaged up. And I did notice that there was a little bit of light shining through. A couple days later, I had a second surgery where they had scraped all the blood from the back of the eye. That's what was causing the blindness. And um, even sharing that little bit, I get a little bit queasy still from that traumatic experience. The second surgery, they had to remove the completely obliterated lens, the natural lens within the eye. And I was left to wait. And waiting is not fun especially when you're hoping for a certain desired outcome. And I just remember after the second surgery, waiting months and months, I had to wear an eye patch, and I was thankful that I could see some light, but the vision was not that great. But after about nine months and three surgeries later, the skilled surgeons were able to work their magic and to get me to a place where I could recover part of the vision. It wasn't anything that it was previously, but it was much better than the original diagnosis, potentially, that I could lose the eye completely. The result was greater than I had imagined. What I love about the Bible is that it tells this unified story, that from start to finish, you can step back and see this massive plan, God's mission and God's plan. And it's amazing how you can watch each story and every passage contributes to the unveiling of God's plan. Little by little, the light is revealed more and more and more. Last night in our Christmas Eve service, I talked about the unveiling of some of the Old Testament stories that through Abraham and Joseph and David and Daniel, God's plan was being declared through creation. The Bible opens up that there is this humanity that is in right relationship with God. There is this incredible light, this existence that humanity had 
But in a moment's notice, there is an abrupt darkness that sets in due to humanity defying God with their actions. And from then on, Scripture, little by little, begins revealing this light, God's plan of salvation, which culminates in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. Jesus Christ was born. And the Bible tells us that Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. And as he was an adult, he was baptized by John the Baptist and entered into this incredible public ministry that he began to preach powerfully about the kingdom of heaven. He performed miraculous works. He embraced the outcast. He cared for the poor. He powered Uh, He ministered powerfully, and it was all coming together. People were recognizing Jesus really is the expected one, the promised Messiah. He is the light of salvation that has come into the world. And for Jesus' followers, many times they looked around the people that rejected Jesus and thought, how can you not see that light has entered into the darkness? But in Jesus' story, there was an unexpected event, at least in the eyes of his followers. There was an abrupt end. Jesus, in a matter of hours, was arrested, tried, and executed. Can you imagine being a follower of Jesus, thinking, how does this happen? Everything was looking grand. Everything was looking perfect. The Savior had come, and now darkness had settled in. Jesus was gone, no light, no hope. And this is the thing. When you are in the middle of God's plan, oftentimes you don't get the full details. As much as we want all of the details, rarely does it happen, if ever. We think of the Old Testament stories when Abram is childless and God says, I will give you a son. When Goliath taunts Israel day after day, defying not only Israel, but the God of Israel, Israel, Yahweh himself. When Daniel is in the midst of ravenous lions, when Israel is invaded by foreign powers, the question is, where is God? Where is the light? And where are his promises? So you can imagine Jesus' followers having this history of ups and downs, hopelessness, despair. Now Jesus, the light, the Messiah, is gone. His body is dead and placed in a tomb. You see, humanity's problem wasn't simply a physical problem like an eye injury. It was much deeper than that. Humanity's problem was that it had a darkness that had descended upon it through acts of rebellion in the very beginning. And there was only one way to fix it. And Jesus the light entered into the world and he took darkness upon himself. He took death upon himself. The death that was meant for all of us. He took it on. And not only did he take on darkness and death, he overcame death and the grave. And to his followers' surprise, Jesus, after three days, came back to life. And little by little, the disciples looked back and saw why Jesus had come to Bethlehem. 
why he ministered the way he ministered, why he gave up his life, why he died how he did, and why Jesus was resurrected. And little by little, the light shone through the darkness. And to their understanding, and they realized that God's plan was indeed more glorious than anyone could have ever imagined. And receiving Christ meant receiving life, this resurrection life, true life, the life that God had always intended his people to experience and to understand, a life with him. And we go back to that night in Bethlehem, as we read in Luke 2, just as the shepherds went out proclaiming the message that the Savior is born, the Savior is alive, this night in Bethlehem, years later, Jesus' followers would go into the world proclaiming the good news, Jesus the Savior is alive. For God so loved the world, the Bible tells us, that he gave his Son that whoever, whoever would believe in him would not perish, but would have eternal life. And that message to this day is still going out little by little. The message of the gospel is going into the darkness of the world and the light is being revealed to those whom God loves. And he loves all creation, all humanity. And little by little, we are seeing God's plan even in our day unfold as light breaks through the darkness. And the call to shepherds 2,000 years ago to behold him, the Savior that is in Bethlehem. The call of the first evangelist after Jesus' resurrection. That call is the call that rings out to this day. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ is alive and Christ is the Lord. Thanks for checking out our sermons podcast today. For more information on Ottawa Baptist Church, please visit our website at www.ottawabaptist.com.